Women for Wealth. It's almost that time, Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Join us as we interview the one and only Paula Roa. Get to know who she is, what she has done, and what success means to her. Also, don't forget to follow our page, Women for Wealth, on Instagram and TikTok. I'll see you guys on Thursday. We are ready. All right. Well, welcome to Women's for Wealth uh, with my co-host, Diana Velas. And our guest star of the night is Paula Roa. Please introduce yourself. Hi, guys. Um, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm, like I said, I'm very honored. Uh, so my full on name because I'm Latina, is Maria Paula Ortegon Roa, but I'm very, like just I'm known as Paula Roa. Um, just a little bit about myself. I was born in Colombia. I came to the United States at age 13. I moved to Miami, Florida, and I embarked in like the biggest journey of my life, which was to join the military. And you know, a lot of things have happened since you know from living in Colombia to uh, being an immigrant in Florida and then, you know, flourishing um, when I left Florida. So, yeah, that's pretty much a little quick intro. And I'll let you guys, you know, take over. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Diana has some questions for you, um, just so that we can get to know you a little better. Yeah. So thank you so much for doing this. This is so exciting. Um, we wanted to definitely have you start off, kind of kick off the the launch um, because you have such a powerful story. And, and I kind of read some of your bio and I was like, okay, you know, when you are someone that is in some way, shape or form in the limelight and working hard on your goals and getting to your very next accolade, sometimes there's things that are very difficult to overcome and happen along the journey. Can you share some of like your uh, the things you overcame to get to where you are and kind of maybe some tips to give um, when you find those roadblocks, what do you do to stay, you know, keep your eye on the prize? Ooh. So honestly, I will have to say that getting to know myself more has been very important in the journey of being resilient and, gaining different perspective. Um, so just remaining a student, a student of life, and I have been able to accomplish a lot of things, even though when I thought I couldn't, it was through resilience, through the fact that I try to take the step back and look at life in a more positive way. And, and you know, nowadays it's like, oh, positive toxic uh what is it uh toxic positivity but that's not what I mean I mean like to like truly see things in a different perspective and try to find uh the silver lining to keep pushing uh no matter where I have been at I just keep pushing right right no that definitely is is, is one of the things that I feel like um people have to remember like you know that that eye on the prize and kind of keep pushing through because it's never really going to become easy and you know I know that that's something that you could probably like elaborate a little bit for us kind of like one story that you can think of that was an example of an event or something that happened along the journey of your career 
that could have been a setback and kind of taken you out of the game, but you made a decision or an action that kind of, you know, got you right back on course. I know kind of we've always had at least one. Could you share some one of those with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can share. I mean, I have, honestly, I have many. Uh, you know, we all have had trials uh, that have tested us, but I can think of like a, a really big one that almost cost me to just leave the military. Um, I, I didn't introduce this uh, very thoroughly, but um, right now I'm like a full-time student. I'm a full-time employee and I'm a part-time sailor uh, from the U.S. Navy, but I was active duty. So I did this uh, full-time for eight years. Uh, so just to give a little background on this story. So I started my military career in 2014. And, you know, about six months later after technical school, I went to my first ship. It was an aircraft carrier where I met uh, your lovely host, Jamie. And <laughs> I embarked like this huge journey. Uh, but like, you know, any setback, it's a very male-dominated field. And you do find a lot of women. Um, and I had an experience that uh, someone, uh, another woman, just did not like me. Uh, you know, there's more to the story, but uh, I was bullied. I was bullied a lot. Um, and aside from that, you know, I, I was tr always trying to be the bigger person. But I think the hardest part was not feeling part of the unit or the community. You know, you enter this military community thinking that is going to be your second family because you truly spend more time with them than anyone else in the world at that point. And to feel like, uh, like the door was closed. So fast forward to the time that I needed to re-enlist uh, after, you know, going through a lot of um, setbacks in terms of like, you know, feeling like an outsider in my, uh, it's like a workshop. So I decided to to not leave the military, to, I, I made rank pretty fast. I was very proud of myself. And I said to myself, I'm, I'm not going to let this uh, dictate my, my journey. I'm not going to let this uh, take me out of my path just because this ship or this individual made it hard for me. Um, so I just took a step back again, you know, knowing that I could get in more skills by going to the next command. I decided to be an instructor um, because I wanted to get better in my uh, uh, public speaking and just a different experience. And it was really big because I really thought I was going to give up on the military just based on a really bad experience. And I had to really lean on my friends, uh, on the few leadership that supported me through the difficulties. Also, my family. Um, not everybody knew the situation that was going on. But I learned a very important lesson, which was you cannot do it by yourself. Uh, as independent and as self-sufficient that I feel, I mean, self-sufficient, I mean, I know and I learned that I have to lean on others in order to, you know, they lift you up. And I think that's how I got through it. Finding community, finding the people I can trust and rely on, um, that got me through a lot of difficulties. 
And through all that, I got to know myself a lot more. I got to love myself, uh, love my company. And I saw that it had nothing to do with me and everything to do with whatever journey that specific person was going through. And, and to try to practice forgiveness, forgiveness of what if I ever had some negative thoughts uh, or for just wanting to give up. Uh, so, yeah, so that's like probably how I took that uh, setback. And I am very, very happy that I continued my journey in the military. I continue to grow as a person, as a woman. Um, my next command was a lot better and I was able to like really blossom as a sailor, as a leader, uh, as a woman. And I learned a lot and I am very happy I did not give up. Um, it, it really helped me a lot. Wow, that's that's like incredible. First of all, I want to thank you for your vulnerability because I can tell that this is like one of those, you know, there's always a story that you can tell so many of them, but there's always one that no matter how far along it was uh, that it happened, it always kind of like tugs at your heart. And I could tell that this was, you know, um, for lack of better words, kind of like a sensitive topic. Um, so thank you for your um, authenticity and your vulnerability and sharing that. And um, being able to to just open up a little bit more about that because a lot of the times we all go through different things but it's it's that part having someone to have the courage and I think that Jamie would probably agree with me that one of the reasons why we started this podcast is for that same reason um having those candid conversations where you know you can help to grow someone in that moment because there's so much that happens um that isn't spoken about and and there's always a uh, a setback for the, you know, for the pivot. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for your service. Like that is so amazing. Like, you guys, <laughs> thank you. you badasses. Like I love you guys. I, you thank know. you so much. <laughs> no, I, I love it. And, and you're right. Like a candid conversation and, you know, uh, I really think there's a lot of power in the stories that we bring forth. Um, I, through my entire journey, you know, just, becoming me, becoming Paula, um, I have I have discovered that there's so much power in your story and it might not resonate with everyone and I truly understand that, but there is at least one person that when they hear this podcast or they read a post or whatever it is, um, you may be changing their life. And I know it sounds like, wow, really their life? But it is, and, and we forget how powerful we are through our words whether it's spoken or written so I do love these conversations because it, like you said it brings authenticity and the vulner vulnerability um and with that a lot of courage yeah yeah for sure absolutely absolutely yeah I, I think that uh you know being in the military like you said uh you assume that you're gonna walk into this already made family that's just gonna open the doors for you and be this like superpower of support and to come across challenges like being bullied or belittled or, you know, being put in a corner or in some kind of stigma is an extreme mental challenge um, that can almost manifest itself physically. Because had you allowed it to stop you or to overcome you, like you said, you would have given up instead of continuing on and being able to share your wonderful leadership skills and be able to share your experience and be able to learn and grow as a woman, as a leader, 
as an engineer, um, you know, and, and I think that that's amazing and an amazing testament. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you. For sure, for sure. And, you know, I did want to say something. You said something really, really important um, amongst everything you said was, you know, having that community and having that accountability, right? Like, you know, um, finding those people that are your niche, that are your people, because not everyone is your person. And I think a lot of the times, no matter the career or the, the path that you're on um, in your own journey, we want to like gravitate towards like, oh, oh, everyone or, you know, thinking that, okay, this person, because they're in commands or they're the superiors, um, they should be the one to kind of headline your success or help you to get to that part. And that, that's not always the case. Sometimes those are the people that kind of hinder us or, you know, your emotions. And, and so finding the right people around you is very, very important. And then having the know-how to know, you know, okay, you know, these, this is not going to work out for me, but I'm not going to allow this to make me stop or, you know, or, or hinder my success because you have your own personal situation and it's your journey. You said it more better than anything. Like it is your personal journey and it's, and that was her journey and where she was at in life. And, um, not letting her, not allowing her or anyone affect your success is, is badass as it is. Um, but let me ask you something. When you were in that and, and any other time um, in your career, did you lean on anything to help you besides community? So like, for example, maybe like, you know, books or certain practices, et cetera. Oh, yes. Um, so I, it's funny because when I was growing up in school and, you know, my first language is Spanish. And when it came to the country, even though I knew how to speak English uh, pretty decently, um, I hated research. You know, if you threw a, hey, English class research paper on X, Y, and Z, I will make the biggest effort to get every A I could to not have to do the research paper and still pass the class. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I avoided it. But it's funny because now um, I probably still do not like research papers, but I do love to research. So I leaned a lot on like wellness and I'm, and I'm not talking about like, I mean, yeah, like working out and all that, that all that, but it's just as a whole, like mental, spiritual. Mm -hmm. um, I went in this big journey of like, where do I stand spiritually? Because um, growing up, I grew up in a Catholic, home, uh, Catholic family, but they also were Christian. And then my father had a different belief. So even then I'm still to till today uh discovering that so but with that research like I always remained curious and if something interested me I will look for it so um I wanted to learn more about nutrition to be healthier because uh like Jamie said like some um health issues can arise from stress and difficulties so that was really big, important for me to lean in you know how to fuel myself better um, physically and what I was consuming. So that was big on me just to remain curious. Uh, another thing that happened more recently was, and I was maybe like three years ago was, um, I decided to be, to stop being stubborn and <laughs> yeah, it was really hard. And I seeked help, mental health help. Um, and it, it was actually by accident because I was having difficulty sleeping and it was affecting my life. I mean, I was falling asleep driving and it was a blessing in disguise because uh, the 
therapist was like, mm, maybe we should start looking at other things. And we started doing actual psychotherapy. And I was very in denial because, you know, you're in the military. Um, you're, you're scared, right? That your chain of command, which will be like your, your leaders and your superiors, your bosses are going to know, which they, they don't unless your uh, performance is heavily affected. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they won't go into detail. So I'm very, very grateful that I opened up and it was really difficult. I did not want to share. I mean, I was not a crier. I like, I could not cry. And now I cry over everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very much emotional. Vulnerability, <laughs> vulnerability. Yes. Look yes. At that. It was a lot of growth. And I leaned a lot on that because it was so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It was so uncomfortable, but the biggest growth, I, I'm getting chills saying this, the, the, the growth that came from that, I mean, it's exponential. I became more emotional, emotionally literate. I was able to express myself better. I was able to actually stand up a little bit more for myself because I felt like I had more tools uh, in, in my tool bag on how to voice my needs or what I didn't like, or, I mean, and I'm talking about personal, professional, even to myself. Um, so that was something that I definitely lean on. And funny because when I was driving, um, earlier, I, I listen to music and it really does depend on how I feel, what I'm going to listen to. Mm -hmm. And when I want to feel connected to whether it's a person or a feeling or a thought, I will play something that will kind of take me there and that helped me a lot as well and um I think those are like my big ones aside from you know leaning on community and people um oh okay. one thing because you have heard her sorry my cat is around um I never knew how powerful it was to have a pet um I did not like cats and this cat came to me because uh, my coworker needed to rehome her. And I was like, I've never had a cat. I didn't even like cats, but she was very pretty. Um, I would, I don't know. I just wanted her. So I accepted the cat, not knowing anything. I researched though. I researched what it was to have a Bengal cat, which they're very wild. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but it happened around the time that I needed the most. Uh, it was right up after my mom's passing. And it was middle of, I mean, the beginning of the pandemic, I had no one to talk to because you were in lockdown, you will go to work, go home. I, I couldn't even get a hug, you know? I mean, I was here in Chicago, uh, very little friends. And the only thing I will look forward to is go home to my cat and, and you know, like get to know her more. And, and we bonded and, um, and I became more mindful. Because in the times where my mind was spinning and thinking about, you know, my mom and the, just everything that was going on in the world, really, I will look at this little kitty cat just playing or sitting on my lap. Um, and I would just focus on that. And then I found myself in the moment, which was really hard for me. Uh, because I feel like my mind is always racing. And what's next? And what can I do better? Or any whatever 
So that is one thing that I lean on a lot when I feel sad or when I feel like I need to take a step back and slow down. I just play with her or I pet her and I'm truly in the moment. And I thought that was very beautiful because I never knew that. I never understood when they said, oh, my pet's my best friend or it changes your life. And, you know, she needed to be rehomed and and be taken care of. But I think that, you know, I, I think she's taking care of me more now. <laughs> as emotional <laughs> um, support, right? As emotional support. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just a little bit of that. And, you know, and um, and just doing things that I love. I, I definitely decided to. Um, stop doing things that I didn't want to do not you know aside from responsibilities but if, if it doesn't really serve <laughs> me yeah you know I gotta pay the bills uh if it doesn't serve me like why spend energy so I started being more um selective whether it was people uh thoughts activities um and, and that's something that it, it, it gave me more clarity in order to you know get through difficulties yeah that's awesome like <laughs> You like over delivered um, <laughs> that answer. Like it was amazing and you fueled my soul. Uh, one of the things that I do here in my home, even with my children, is um, talk about emotional intelligence. That is so important. Um, yes. And I used to be very apologetic. I remember when I was in my early years uh, in dating, and I remember I, I had someone that told me, You're super emotional, you're so sensitive. <laughs> Uh, oh, sensitive. I get that today. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not gonna be apologetic about that because I love the fact that Amen. you can you you're more you're stronger, you're wiser, you're more powerful because you use your emotions to Absolutely. know that, you know what you need and what you don't need and what you're not gonna allow in your life. So power to you, girl. Keep on crying. Thank you. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> yeah you know it's also allowed me to see the beauty in the world I it's funny I, I I have a boyfriend right now and we're watching a movie and I mean it's like these movies they deliver like they really want you to feel that scene but I I used to see it as like a, I don't want to say weakness but you know They'd say all women are too emotional and they can be leaders because they are crying. And But one of the greatest leaders that I've had was emotional and she is a superpower. And I know Jamie knows who I'm talking about, which is uh, Captain Crewold. Oh, she was absolutely. my first chief engineer. And this, I mean, ah, it, she, she, I just look up to her so much, but, um, I, it's just, it's so powerful. And then, you know, going back to, you know, I see these movies and I'm, I feel all these emotions and I'm crying and I just find I'm like, wow, how amazing is to truly feel your emotions and feel human and feel, I mean, we were alive, right? Alive. Because, and yes, exactly. Because I can tell you that for many, many, many years, I felt so numb. I felt so like I was an autopilot, like I was not in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. And I think a oh lot of that God. came How from, powerful. yeah, I, I think that came from like not feeling, not allowing myself to feel whether it was happy, mm -hmm. whether it was, you know, um, 
sad, upset, angry, envious, jealous. I mean, every emotion that you can think of, because we usually categorize like, oh, I'm happy, I'm sad, or, you know, I'm pissed. But there's so much. And that has given me, like, it just opened the world to me. And I truly feel like it's our superpower to be able to hone this. Uh, And, you know, and when they say, oh, women are so emotional, well, that means we're more powerful than you then. (laughs) amen love that yes so i have one last question before i I end it over to uh, i want to like actually like five more but no worries (laughs) (laughs) it's been so good and i'm having fun (laughs) i am i am too i'm loving it you know one of the things that people you know we're super new to this and and like i said this is our very first go at it um, and it's already going phenomenal. So thank you for being for kicking it off so strong for us. Um, you know, one of the things is that when you're having these conversations, sometimes you want to act certain things, but the conversation kind of goes in a different direction, and it's going to always be the the name of the game. Um, but in the in the best way, because you mentioned so many beautiful things, and and one of them is is that vulnerability, and the other one that you mentioned is getting help. No one went to say, hey, guess what? I have to raise my hand. Like, remember in school when they used to tell us, like, you used to get a grade for participation. Yes. <laughs> so, like, you need to participate in your own life. It oh, is God, yes. personal. It is personal. Take it personal. I remember one of the things that I used to hear back when I was younger, um, I was like, I'm that old. Like, <laughs> when I was 20. <laughs> <laughs> what I used to hear was, oh, you're so serious. And, and I used to feel bad for that. And I'm like, but now I'm like, no, I take things really personal in my life. And the people that I get to be a part of and the value that I add and then get added to. So, you know, it's saying, guess what? I need to raise my hand. I don't feel good. I feel sad. Yeah. I feel yep. like I'm, my mind is not is racing. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, things are not right. You know, I know that I'm capable of X, Y, and Z, but it's not happening because this, this, and that. Like, is this weird? Is this normal? Like, mm-hmm. because the thing is, a lot of people stay silent and they think that the strength is in the silence and it's in, mm-hmm. the strength is in the speaking out and saying, you know what? I just am not right right now. So I yeah. love that you said that, like, People need to hear that more. People need to understand that it's okay. It doesn't make you weak because yes. you cry. It doesn't make you weak because you say, hey, guess what? I need a therapist or I need a, a third party that will listen to me and be unbiased and help mm-hmm. me sort out all these thoughts. Definitely. And, you know, um, I love what you said because it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. It's absolutely, absolutely. normal. It is human. Uh, I mean, we can't be all rainbows and, and butterflies. And, you know, I, I don't know where I read this, uh, but um, in the concept of like, you know, the, the opposites, mm-hmm. like we will never know what light is if we didn't know darkness. We will not know love if we didn't know fear. And, you know, and we can find a lot of other examples in life. But so not everything's black and white. There's like a thousand million uh, shades of gray. And that is, I think that, you know, everybody brings all these experiences and in, 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 in journeys. Um, so we are all bound to have someone that can, you know, like you said, add or you add to them because you're not alone. And I know that when you said like, oh, speaking out or remaining silent, like you got you, you have that choice. And most of the time we stay silent because we think that we're alone that we're going through this um, 
with no one by your side or that no one else has gone through it or they don't understand. And, and it is in part true because no one will ever be like you and no one will ever have the same experiences as you. Mm -hmm. But that's when, you know, we talk about emotional intelligence It's like, but if you surround yourself by people that have some emotional, like, you know, literacy and intelligence, they will have the empathy. Right. That is and, correct. And Emotional walk. intelligence is incredibly yes. important in life. And not very many of us have it. I think I've been guilty of lacking emotional intelligence for most of my life. Um, and then obviously spending so many years in the military, it kind of suppresses your emotional intelligence for a long yes. time. Yes. And, you know, it is. And I really think it's, it's, it's our jobs to mm, um, that part to be better because. Yeah. You know, when people say, oh, because that person's ignorant and they don't know better. But I'm like, but whose fault is that? Mm -hmm. I mean, at, at one point, we have to stop blaming our bringing or our past experiences or the, the, the cards that we were dealt with. And then we start we have to start taking accountability 1, on ourselves 1, because, uh, you know, when I was talking about like, you know, research, I'm like, I will. I mean, if I have a question, I mean, whether it's Google, a book uh, or asking people like how can I expand my mind? And even if I'm asking someone that thinks extremely different from me, I'm bound to learn something. Yeah. Um, so it's taking that accountability to stop being ignorant. Um, and I think a lot of us and a lot of, you know, and I'm still guilty of this because I'm, I'm super stubborn and I'm the first one to admit that. And it's caused me a lot of trouble and, you know, heartache. But to admit that we don't know it all, to be humble enough to say, hey, I don't know this. I need help, like you said, or I need to learn more about this. Because mm -hmm. um, that's how you advance that conversation. That's how you get places. That's how you, I mean, You're that's how you change your world, really. <laughs> it, really it truly is. It's one of those things where, like, if you allow yourself to be open, um, you want to stay guard at the gate of your mind, but you also want to open up your mind and your heart to allow yourself to always remain a student. When you allow yourself to remain a student, doesn't mean like you take every single thing. I remember when I first became a mom, one of the best advice that I, I got was um, take everything that people tell you, but don't internalize everything people tell you. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. you know, it's 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 okay to, to learn and, and then you marry it with your way and how you like to do things and who you are because you have to make that yours, but but learn it, but be open to learning it and be open to even listening, period, mm -hmm. at that. So yes. that's what makes you smarter. And I think that, you know, another great thing that you said was um, at some point it's your responsibility. Like you can't sit there and blame everybody X, Y, and Z. You have to take it personal. You have to take accountability for your own actions because, you know, like, you know, taking it all the way back, you know, we don't maybe have all the emotional intelligence. So we didn't learn the literacy that should have been part given to us um, in our earlier ages, but because people had the material that they had, then it wasn't a conversation. Now it's mm -hmm. more of a, a now in this day and age where we're having more of that open conversation. It still is a closed door conversation because not everyone is so open to have those conversations. Yes, we still very much live. And, you know, I was in, you know, full-time military. Now I'm in the car industry. Um, I, I, I work as a executive administrative assistant. I should have started with that in my bio. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm yet in another male dominated field. 
Um, yep. Yes, I work administrative, but my bosses are all male. Mm-hmm. And and I hear this, and you know, it. I used to say this myself. They say, "Leave your problems at the door." And and I truly believe that it's like leave your problems at the door, but we know that is so false. <laughs> that mm-hmm. will never happen. They're Absolutely. going to the more you suppress them, the more they're going to come. So it's like, when will the employer or your workplace will allow you to have a semi safe space? Um, to still have a conversation you know you don't have to overshare what's going on but when will that be normal to be like hey I'm having a bad day because of this it may be affecting my performance mm-hmm. because then you're being honest and then you're actually creating some uh, trust with your employer or you know or your partner if you're a business owner or uh, whatever the case may be um, because these conversations are not open like you said like it's very closed door and we still have this old school mentality that we are able to compartmentalize like I cannot separate myself when I walk out of my apartment I'm still me I'm 100% me and that's another thing I mean like yes we have a different face in different situations and um settings because that is very applicable. The, the Paula that goes out at girls' night out is not the same Paula that goes to a meeting. Right, right. But it's still me. It's just different levels of me. And that's it's what, I mean, we're so, there's so much depth in a person. And we tend to forget that. Mm. We're not yes. flat. We're not. Absolutely. Too- Absolutely. I mean, yes. <laughs> I, I used to get, um, you know, kind of mocked or, or teased in the military because they used to say that I had, there was two of me. It was Jamie and then there was MM2 Amparo. And so <laughs> MM2 Amparo was all business. And then Jamie was like, you know, it, it was party time. Yes. <laughs> Bahamas. <laughs> so, you know, whenever things got serious, they would say, oh, MM2 Amparo's out, you know? So I think that's pretty funny, you know, how you do have to have kind of different personalities, but. I don't, I don't think it's so much of like a different personality. I think it's more kind of like your self-control and being mm-hmm. able to meter yourself depending on the environment that you're in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nature yeah. does it. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, a tree grows flowers when it's time to grow flowers and it's time to shed those flowers and leaves when it's time to shed the leaves. And nobody's judging the tree for changing. But yet, <laughs> yeah. Yes, guess right? Yes. We're here because I am like, That's you know, you walk around a park and you're like, wow, that tree is beautiful. Look at these. This is changing. But the moment you change, everybody's like turns around like how dare you change right 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 because you know the thing is that unfortunately for us we've accustomed people first of all they don't they don't know that type of um that type of wisdom that you just dropped that was, <laughs> right that was gold right there that was that was that was something i need to write down and repeat um but then, i wrote it down <laughs> another thing is um the fact that because people are not on that way they're just like this is who you showed me. So this is who you have to be forgetting that you evolve. The point of life is to do two things. Like we are all here on planet earth, different races, different upbringings, different religious backgrounds, but we have the same two things every single day It's to either repeat or evolve. You could decide to repeat yesterday and your behavior, or you can decide to evolve and make it different. And then we both get that choice, but everyone chooses to continue to repeat the same rinse cycle. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think I, I had a similar conversation with Diana about this before. And I think I gave her the metaphor of the of riding a bicycle, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's not so much that, you know, that when you started riding the bicycle and you were falling off of it and you needed the training wheels in order to steady you up. It's not that once the, the training wheels fall off that you change into a different person. It's mm-hmm. just that you showed up every single time you got on that bicycle and you rode it and you just learned. Mm. Yes, and you progress. The bicycle never changed, and you yeah. haven't changed. What changed was the skill set and how you manage the bicycle. Yes, so it's still you riding that bicycle. It's still the same bicycle you were riding with the training <laughs> wheels, but the training wheels fell off. Yes. Oh my god! I, I, I love that. Problem. I love that because <laughs> it's it's so true. Like you are, it's our skill set, how we have evolved, the experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was taking a, it's called a reflective learning class. And it's funny because I feel like it prepared me for this because I had to get interviewed by a classmate. But I, what I really liked about this class, it was tailored for adult learners. And it was to truly go back into your experiences and dissect them. And I mean, I'm talking about like, these assignments were so specific, like uh, list 15 experiences and they'll give you, you know, a template. And I was listing experiences that I really never thought that they meant much. I mean, and Jamie can attest to this because we're both shorties. Uh, <laughs> getting, getting into your firefighting suit oh when you're goodness. less than five feet tall. It's the <laughs> hardest thing in the world because you have to do it in less than like, what is it? Five minutes, two minutes? I don't remember right now. Oh my goodness. I and don't I'm remember, like, but it was an extreme it, short time. It's so short. You're getting evaluated. You have to do it fast. <laughs> you have to do it right. And you run to fight this um, mock fire or, and, or, you know, because you're prepping, you're preparing for the real thing because mm-hmm. it is quite literally life or death. Uh, so you're in these drills and I'm like, oh my God, it's so hard. Because and you're sweating and you're sweating <laughs> and it's physically difficult. Yeah. But one of the things that I learned uh, that I, you know, remembering one of these experiences was um, somebody came and helped me because they were also a short person. It's like, hey, if you do it like this, it could be easier when you put the, the boot like over the actual like the boot of the pan over the actual boot. So you can just put your uh, suit and your boot at the same time. Um, I, don't, I know it's hard to visualize, but it was somebody came and helped me to accomplish this one thing. But I didn't think this was important because it was the resilience. You know, you kept trying. You, you, you know, somebody came, helped you. Um, the, the skill, the patience, because you can get very flustered in those uh, high, um, very ha- fast-paced situations. Mm-hmm. And the more I kept on doing it, the easier it got. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was oh, one. Yeah. And, and, and I really did like this class just because of that. Like, you, we don't know what we bring to the table until we actually start looking within. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and giving ourselves the credit that we deserve. Right. That is that is that is truly important too to give ourselves credit, you know, and and you know, thank you so much for sharing, you know, all these you know, dimes and 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 just wonderful sayings and all that stuff um about yourself. But you know, like I wanna 
I want to kind of highlight something about you because I, I, I've known you for, for some time now and I, I think I can kind of do it, but um, you know, what, what did success mean to you um, in the military and what does it mean to you now after the military? Oh, so this one, um, that definition has definitely changed as I have changed. Um, so I, as I have grown and matured, the meaning of success has always, has also grown and matured, matured. So in my early twenties, it was, you know, living in Miami, cause that's kind of where I was raised from 13 to 23 was, uh, what I saw in my environment, which was like the luxury, the money, the status, the, the outfits, who were you hanging out with? Then I joined the military where hardworking, being the hardest worker is like, that's what brings you status. But you are sacrificing a lot to earn that status, uh, to gain promotions and titles and whatnot. And then in my late 20s, um, which is late 20s yeah early 30s was when I was hit with the hardest thing I have ever been hit with um it was the passing of both my parents in less than a span of two years and that hit me like a bag of bricks thank you um I was obligated to do an entire mind shift of what I actually valued in my life so success started looking a lot different. It became a journey rather than a destination. Wow. And, okay. so, did, and so did my happiness. Um, I, I read a book a long time ago that was that, like the, the not the, oh, no, I forgot, of course. It's the happiness of pursuit, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was just the journey, like not so much like, okay, this is what I'm going to do to be happy. But most of the time, and, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people can attest to this you set that goal, you achieve this goal and you're happy. You, you're, you're, you feel this joy and then it goes away because now you want the next thing. Right. You're chasing the next high. You're chasing the next high. Correct. So I, I mentioned it uh, earlier, but I became the, the driver, you know, I was no longer an autopilot. So success really started becoming more about letting surrendering all these expectations like not that I can't have expectations but like these very superficial expectations and I started uh, aligning my beliefs to my values and what fulfills me Um, truly believing in myself and my capabilities and to know that I am deserving of all the great things that have happened to me and will continue happening to me um enjoying today like just enjoying today like I think that's I I feel very successful when I get home and I can find like those few minutes of clarity when I'm like okay I you know I am healthy I got home safe I I have all my basic needs met and then I have more I have very supportive family friends I have a a partner that is constantly showing me that he's supportive um I have opportunities like this one that you have given me to share my story and have my voice be heard and I also have like all these lessons I have learned while I continue to pursue my goals so I no longer see it as this like 
high mountain that I have to climb up, but it's just what I'm doing while I'm climbing this mountain. Am I stopping and smelling the flowers? Mm. Am I still doing, yeah, am I still doing what I want to do while I'm doing what I have to do? There you go. Girl, preach. (laughs) Yes. So understand this is like amazing to, 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 (laughs) to hear you say these things because so many of us struggle with this very same things. And to hear you say that you are already on this journey, that you are already thinking this way, that you have changed and grown this way is just, you know, it's, it's an awe, an awe moment. Yeah. And I can, I can tell you, like, I, I mean, by being a hundred percent vulnerable and very honest, um, when I tell you, I, I play music to connect myself to how I want to feel. And, um, one of the people that was the most proudest of me was my parents. And I never saw it that way until actually like, until they died. And I knew it, right? I knew it, but believing and knowing is two different things. The choir! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I experienced this when I was in their funeral. And I had two different individuals, you know, two different funerals. And at my mom's funeral, there was this woman she traveled from Orlando to uh, Miami and she saw me and she said, are you Paula Los Angeles uh, daughter in the Navy? And I'm like, yes, yes, ma'am. That's me. And she gave me the biggest hug. I mean, she's a stranger. And she said, your mom talks so highly about you. And she was so proud of everything you did. Mm. And here I am in this funeral beating myself up about not being with my mother enough. Mm. And then came my father's funeral. Uh, my father was this big, big fan of uh, aircraft. That's, that was what he did, aviation broker. And we did a day cruise in my, um, in my ship. I was stationed in an aircraft carrier. And we had a family day cruise. And I told my dad, hey, come. So I was able to introduce my dad to, you know, this side of my life, uh, come on board a, an aircraft carrier. We actually went out to the uh, coast of Virginia and they had touch and goes, which is a, um, you have these fighter jets doing like touching the, the flight deck and then flying off again. And I was able to ha- have that experience with my father. And I have a picture of him like taking a picture of this fighter jet just flying and that experience he shared with a chilean chilean sorry mispronouncing that because this uh military uh retired military officer that he used to work with in business and this man came to his funeral as well and he said your father was so proud of you and he could not stop talking about his daughter bring him bringing him to his job to my job, I mean, to go into a, to an aircraft carrier, and he would not stop talking about, like, you know, being able to watch these fighter jets. And I was like, wow. I It was this wake-up call that I needed to stop feeling guilty about the things that I didn't do or I should have done better because my parents were already so proud of me. Yeah, And they already thought that I was so successful and they thought I was so capable of so much more. So I get to come home 
and 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 thank my parents for that because when I was listening to uh, music that I wanted to remind me of my parents, I was in tears, and I was able to bring that back, bring that nostalgia back of how happy and honored I am to have the parents that I had, that they were so proud of me, to remind me today, even though they're gone from earth, they still remind me that I am still successful, that I have a lot of potential, Absolutely. that I should not abandon my ambitions. And that's very beautiful, very powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, thank you for your vulnerability. Um, I think your story is incredible. Um, and you have spoken so much about, you know, your own uh, path to to mental health, to your own personal growth, um, to just your journey, your success. You know, you've mentioned bits and pieces of, of, of the different parts of your career and your journey. Um, and I'm just I, like I've always told you, I'm incredibly proud of you. Um, our journey started as a, as a mentor mentee relationship and it turned into one of the most beautiful friendships I've ever had. I will always admire you. I think you're incredibly strong and you don't even know it, <laughs> um, you know? So, you know, with that, I, I'd like to ask you, you know, what, what advice would you give, you know, another woman or a young girl that may be hearing this, that may be having similar struggles to you, you know, having death in, in, in their family, um, having struggles, um, having challenges in their careers. Like what, what would you say to them? Who I say, I will say I have a few, but, um, be love yourself. And I know a lot of people say that I'm like, Oh, just love yourself. No, but truly like embrace that, um, be your own best company. I, I know I was, I used to be uncomfortable being by myself and I found out that I'm, you know, I'm a really great company because a lot of great ideas came from that. Uh, a lot of reflections came from that. So don't be afraid to sit on a table by yourself or take yourself out to your favorite place or your a park or whatever you like to do. Um, because the more you get to know yourself, the more empowered you're going to feel. Um, I've, I've mentioned this a lot, but to remain a student, just be humble, accept that you don't know it all and, and be willing to learn and to learn from others. Um, own your story. Um, just really get to know yourself more. And, you know, I just mentioned that, but um, there's no one like you in the world And I heard this once in a business uh, conference, and it was this woman that said, um, I will be doing a disservice to the world if I don't share my story, because it could touch one person. And if it touches one person, that's enough. That is enough. That um, is enough. But you definitely touched me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the one that I love the most, uh, actually, uh, Captain Crewell was the one who told me that uh, when I was very young in, in the ranks was grow where you're planted. And mm -hmm. I really love that because my interpretation of that was not that you're going to conform to where you're at and just, you know, grow there. Yes, you're going to grow where you're at. And when you don't have control of your circumstances, like still find it in you to learn the lesson to pursue, you know, to, to pursue the next thing 
and just just grow where you're at. And then when it's time to change, you know, you, you have grown stronger roots and you've grown into this beautiful oak tree or a beautiful plant. Okay, maybe it's time to just repot yourself. But while you're in this one pot, just make sure you're growing, make sure you're watering yourself, you're nurturing yourself. Um, you'll be more experienced, you'll be more resilient, and you'll be able to adjust to different uh, situations in your life. So just make sure to like just embrace where you're at. And, you know, it's very, very easy to to get caught up on the today. And I'm like, oh, like this is such a hard day today. And, and it's okay to say that. But what okay. did you learn today? Right. Um, and, and, you know, you're not going to be a hundred percent, like your hundred percent today is not the same hundred percent tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So it's just growing through that. So just, yeah, I, I love that quote is like grow where you're planted. Um, yeah, I think that will be my advice is to give to another woman, a oh. young girl. <laughs> yes love it i mean you are you're wiser than 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 you think um i am but... very thankful i'm very grateful that i have a friend like you um by my side to remind me because there are times that we need we need reminding um because absolutely. we we do forget our power absolutely yes definitely and you know I want to thank you again for your time. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, I think that this has been amazing. I think Diana can agree. <laughs> oh my God, I'm like blown away. Um, yes. Going to like, it's like when you go to a party and you're like, I know I'm going to have fun. It's going to be great. But then you like, it just blew you out the water. It right. <laughs> out the water. I'm yes. extremely excited. Um, I'm ecstatic to continue to have more conversation with you. Maybe sometime in the pipeline have you back um, in another, maybe, you know, continue this conversation. Um, because I think that just as you shared so many nuggets during this one hour, um, there's so much more still, right? Because it's one of those, when you take this personal and when you really are like, you know what, it's, it's a matter of, you know, I don't know whose life I'm touching. And if I touch one person's life, that's enough, you know? Absolutely. And it makes a difference because you mentioned at least two people that did, you know, both, kind of like you know taught you a lesson in different ways right um both in 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 higher levels but they both change your life for good or for bad they've really made a difference and that's exactly what the goal is the goal is to be of value and be of service in every single way possible and just kind of be completely intentional in your own life so that someone else can you know shed some light in their own life yes absolutely thank you so much for having me i had a lot of fun um <laughs> this was amazing uh i'm checking this off of my bucket list <laughs> so thank you so much absolutely. Um, yeah and i will be extremely happy to uh be able to join you guys in the future if you'll have me i'm very very grateful uh it was it's so amazing to get to chat with you too diana thank you likewise and with and with my amiga Jamie, it's always, it's always a pleasure. Absolutely. And with that, I want to close out tonight's uh, debut with uh, Paula Roa and my wonderful co-host Diana Velez. And I want to leave everybody with uh, this wonderful quote that quote that Diana actually sent me from the Bible, and it says, "As iron sharpens iron, so one person happens uh, sharpens another." Mm. And that is Proverbs. 
and I thought that it was a very powerful, powerful quote. So thank you very much. Thank you. All right, ladies. Great night. Great night. You have a great night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.